to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're your host, Tim and Julie Harris. We are co- talking about, and today is part four or five, I believe, of our podcast series that really at the heart of it is dealing with motivation. And if you've listened to the first three parts of our, uh, today is part five, if you listen to the first four parts of, our, of this series, you'll learn that we have probably what is a unique perspective on what it really means uh, to create motivation within yourself, but most importantly, to have um, everlasting, consistent levels of motivation. I am sure that I don't just speak with a, uh, for a couple of you when I say that a vast majority of people suffer from ebbs and flows in their motivation. And then what happens is when you are going through that process where sometimes you are feeling uh, like you're lacking motivation, unfortunately what happens then is you often will re- welcome in a lot of really insidious type thinking. And I'm going to, and Julie and I shoot you guys between the eyes. We only have you for a half hour every day. So I'm just going to give you the facts. When you basically are suffering from ebbs and flows in motivation, you start to think that there's something wrong with you. You start to think that you have a problem. You start to think that you need antidepressant drugs, some of you. You start to think you need to discover your big why. You start to think that maybe your problem is you don't have balance in your life. You start to think all these thoughts because of the fact that you have a essentially the coming and going of motivation. Your energy levels are, are changing maybe from month to month, quarter to quarter. Does this sound familiar, everyone? And again, the problem with that is you're not acknowledging or realizing the fact that, A, that's normal and natural that you'll have ebbs and flows in your motivation because those, are t- those feelings, those emotions are just that. They're emotions, and emotions are temporary. Your feelings are temporary. That's the reason that when someone says, find your passion and the money will follow, it's a complete and total bold-faced lie. It's the biggest amount of bullshit you'll ever hear in your life. Because passion in itself is an ego-based emotion that comes and goes. It ebbs and flows. You guys will feel passionate about one thing one day, one thing one second, and it changes the next. So if you're trying to base the long-term, ever-increasing levels of success in your life on all those temporary uh, emotions, no wonder you have essentially frustrated yourself so often and welcomed in all these insidious-type thoughts and all these insidious-type approaches, this new-age thinking, uh, this self-improvement garbage about essentially motivation okay like i said we're direct we're giving you guys the information as we actually see it because real motivation real purpose in life doesn't just basically come from passion or doesn't come from your big why it comes from a more consistent mindset that's focused on being of service to other people and if you're long-term listeners to this show you'll know what we mean by that and if you're if this is the first show that you've listened to do yourself a favor and go back and listen to the previous four shows that are titled the exact same thing super easy to find on itunes or on stitcher or over on our main website timandjulieharris.com and it'll really clear the air But what I want all of you guys to do is accept the fact that feeling motivated, feeling motivated every day, getting things done consistently every day is a choice. It's a choice based on the behaviors that you take, the actions that you take. The actions that you take must be the things that dictate your experience on this planet, not your temporary emotions. 
Julie, am I being a little bit too direct with these guys, or do you think no, that's I, probably pretty much the bottom line? I think it's the bottom line. I actually think that doing the whole find your passion and the money will come, you know, maybe for a half percent of the population that's true. I mean, I saw that in music, right? I mean, there's lots of people that love playing the piano. There's lots of people that love playing in orchestras. But how how many of them had the money come from following that? Not very many, if we're being honest. Not real money. Okay, so well, but I think Julie, you bring up you, the secret was Julie, you, listen, Go ahead. You're bringing you're bringing up something that's a counterbalance. So drill down here with me, okay? Because yeah. if someone starts in basically following their passion, you say of being, uh, you know, following music because you're a musician, what they will realize, and you realize this as well because you did this, is that sooner or later you're going to realize that you're not so passionate about music when you realize you have to do it to pay your bills. It's that you're not so passionate about your music when you're being yelled at by a director or you're having to do scales for 12 hours a day. So if you think yeah. that, you know, those types – It's not it work-free. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's the point. Okay, good. Julie, so let's pick up. Do you have any shout-outs for any of our I do. Uh, I have a couple of quick ones. Yes, remember our private Facebook page is for our premier coaching clients. Every day we have many that try and break in. You will not be getting accepted unless you're a private coaching client. So um, just a quick shout-out to those who are on there. There is a referral sitting there for Dunedin, Florida. So if that's your area, jump on the Facebook page if you're a premier coaching client and snap up that referral. Uh, let's see. And also a great shout out to Christina Gladney Forbes, who sells an Indian trail, in North Carolina. She posted her beautifully done pre-listing package. Got it done. Looks fantastic. And we're all kind of celebrating there together with her. And now Christina Gladney Forbes, it's time for you to use that. So make a whole bunch of them. Make sure that you then get rid of them with worthy prospects. So nicely done. A lot of you guys have procrastinated that. If you're in our premier coaching class, there's a nice little, um, you know, in the pre-listing package section, it says get it done now, and there's a link, and you just fill it out. So if you're a procrastinator, we've made it so easy for you. We've done everything except do it for you, um, and it's right there to get your pre-listing package done. There's also we a link that Tim on, has posted on the Facebook page as well. Go ahead. We have someone on staff that basically will do your pre-listing pack for you guys. So if you want that done for you, as Julie just said, uh, just basically complete that form, and Jovell will do it for you. And I want to give a special uh, shout-out to Steve Myers. Actually, I was just on the phone with him prior to today's call. He just got his pre-listing pack done. He sends it out for the first time. Um, the lady basically had, uh, you know, essentially was trying to push him off to the listing. He sends the PLP out. She calls up and says, basically, I liked your pre-listing pack. He sent it in a uh, an envelope that I guess was some shade of purple, his, her, his broker's mm -hmm. branding on the outside. She liked the shade of purple, and she ends up basically deciding to list the house with him. He asked wow. why, and she said because – she asked why, and she said not only because she liked the look and feel of the PLP, but she said she liked the fact that the PL, that no one else that she was interviewing viewing had actually sent anything as professional and he was laughing because uh, he was coming to the realization that just sending a pre-listing pack that looks professional essentially sending our pre-listing pack that looks professional that answers all the questions that the seller may have and may eventually have answering those ahead of time is such a huge relief to the seller that they'll list with you just for the fact that you saved the stress of them having to deal with having okay. to argue with you or what they perceive to be arguing with you during the listing appointment. That's the charm of the pre-listing pack. It does the selling for you. The seller doesn't want you in their house. The seller 
doesn't want to meet with you. The seller doesn't want you taking their time in the evening and disrupting their evening. The seller doesn't want to have to hear about your marketing plan or your commissions or this, the other thing. They don't want to deal with any of it. And if you can make that process simple and painless, i.e. the predestined pack, answering all the questions prior to you getting there, you will literally take the listing just because you did that. That happens all the time, and you can be a brand new agent in the business. You don't have to be anybody that's experienced in the rest of it. You can literally get the benefit of uh, the pre-listing pack, even if your ink is not yet dry on your real estate license. So, guys, sure. remember, if you need a free coaching call, just request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and you'll be entitled to a coaching call with one of our new member coaches. And the new member coach is also going to let you know a little bit about the pre-listing pack, and they're also going to help you create your lead generation wheel, which is your first step to creating consistent income. So, guys, we're going to jump back, back in. We're on uh, page. Uh, we're working out of our uh, new book, our upcoming book. We're talking. We're literally presenting some of the topics in the upcoming book, Harris Rules. The book should be coming out in the next 60 days or so. And the topic is obviously motivation. And so here's the thought I want all of you guys to have. I want you guys to recognize this within yourselves. We are not doing, and we never will do, the traditional jumping around, hypey, hypey, uh, you know, motivational Anthony Robbins ripoff type stuff. Not that Anthony Robbins is ripping anybody off. Anthony Robbins gets ripped off all the time. Most people out there, most of our competitors are just trying to be mini Anthony Robbins. Whatever, right? So what they're trying to do is they're trying to cash in on your need for emotional reinforcement, belief that you need to have your big why answered. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to play into this cultural belief that being successful successful some sort of mystical almost religious thing that only certain people have as julie alluded to the secret and i think you guys know from listening to us it's bullshit but here's the interesting thing you guys listen to us every day for the most part because after you listen to this podcast how do you feel you feel educated right you feel motivated and we've given you information that's going to cause you to want to get into action the action is what's going to make the motivation last that's the reason you guys listen to every day. We're not intentionally trying to motivate you using any of the current genre or witchcraft of motivation. We're, we're just being honest with you, telling you many times what you already know, and then reinforcing the behaviors necessary for you guys to create your own success. You see, that's real motivation. So what you feel after you listen to our podcast, hopefully, is real motivation, a different kind of motivation than many of you have ever been exposed to, and it's called real <laughs> It's called honest. It's called actually effective. So, Julie, pick up where you left off. You're in the second paragraph yes. of page 32. That's right. And you, you remember yesterday we really got into the thought of scarcity versus abundance, and we talked a lot about scarcity. We actually had 12 introspective points where if you were answering yes to even half of them, you may very well have a scarcity mindset, maybe without even realizing it until yesterday's podcast. So the thing is that even talking about scarcity, if you're not scarcity-minded, is exhausting. So let's get to the good stuff, the positive abundance mindset. Stephen Covey says that the abundance mentality flows out of a deep inner sense of personal worth and security. It's the paradigm that there is plenty out there and enough to spare for everybody. It results in sharing of prestige, of recognition, of profits, and decision-making. It opens possibility, options, alternatives, and creativity. And I wanted to go back to that beginning of that quote, that it flows out of deep inner sense of personal worth and security. We were just talking about the pre-listing package. That gives you guys wings. It makes it so you don't have to tap dance when somebody says, why should I list with you versus somebody else? You actually have an answer now when you have the pre-listing package. Just had to beat on that for a second. Well, but Julie, but you, that, you have, that's such, but yeah. that's, 
But, Julie, that's a great point, though. I mean, just sit here, guys, here, ask yourselves this question. If you had a pre-listing package that you knew would basically wow 99% of the sellers you've ever come across, you wanted so desperately to get this in the hand of sellers because you know those sellers are going to be very interested in doing business with you, how motivated do you feel? You see? It's not in your head, guys. It's the actions that you took of getting your pre-listing pack done that then puts you in a position to want to go out there and go after business. Do you guys understand? That's how you actually create motivation within yourself. And you know this pre-listing pack is an absolute ass kicker. You know it's going to dominate your marketplace. You know any agent you compete against is going to basically you know, <laughs> have their butt handed to them. Appointment? Because it, <laughs> It, well, I mean, all those types of things, because they know that when they're competing against you, you're so dominant. How motivated do you guys feel with that very thought? Seriously, ask yourself that question. I just painted a very realistic reality that all of you guys can be experiencing. How many of you right now are feeling motivated? Isn't that the real bottom line? Isn't that what you're wanting to get from this podcast? Isn't that the feeling you want to have about your business every single day? It takes you taking the actions, and the pre-listing pack is a great example. Next point, Julie. Yes, yeah, so here's the thing. When you have a mindset of abundance, you believe and operate knowing that there's enough for everyone. Your core belief centers on being of service to others. You know in your heart of hearts that you, when you help enough people at a high enough level and you relax, knowing you will, be, you will always have abundance, knowing that you're helping enough people at a highest level, you know you've got an abundance of income. Because you believe there is enough, your outlook is more positive, both inwardly towards yourself as well as outwardly towards others. Even when things don't go your way, you're looking for the silver lining instead of looking back at the black cloud. Abundance-minded coaching clients are often in the flow of business, meaning they find momentum easier in the first place and easier to maintain once they've found it. They're clear on their goals and on the ability to reach them uh, if they stay in the mindset of service. So I'll give you a quick example. Coaching client I spoke with earlier today in Canada. You know, Canadian deals generally are pretty rock solid. They don't have a lot of Mickey Mouse after they go in uh, contract. But he strangely had three of his listings go sideways, all for different reasons, none of them caused by him. He wasn't like the, nor, quote, ordinary agent who would have been really bogged down and really negative about that and focused on what he lost. He was celebrating the fact that he's a listing agent, and he still has the listings, and feeling sorry for those poor buyer's agents who are back out there doing that manual labor. He has a mindset of abundance. He focused on what he has and what he's here to give. And we're sure that those next deals that come to him are going to be better than the ones that flaked. That's the difference between somebody of abundance mindset versus scarcity who would already be down in the dumps and deciding that this quarter was going to really suck because those three deals tanked. See the difference? So there's 12 ways. You know, yesterday we talked about 12 ways to know if you're in scarcity. Today is going to be more fun because we're going to talk about how you know if you've got the mindset of abundance in real estate. Your exercise is to compare how many mindset items you have under the scarcity list we did yesterday versus the abundance list that we're doing today. So here's your job. Be introspective. Answer the following 12 statements, yes or no, to find out whether you might be abundance-minded. So ready to jump into those, Tim? Sure, go for it. All right, perfect. So remember, if there's no gray area, the answer is either yes or no. Number one, you have and believe in your goals. You've spent considerable time thinking about what it is you want this business to provide for you and your family. You are in relentless pursuit of these goals. 
there's really two parts to that. One is that you have and believe in your goals. And secondly, that you are relentlessly pursuing them. So I have to point to the treasure map, Tim, because there's people who have it but haven't done it. There's people who are hearing about it for the first time, what's this treasure map? And then there's those of our listeners and coaching clients who have done it, but are you really relentlessly pursuing this? I know many of our coaching clients are because they post their pursuits and their victories and challenges on the Facebook page, but it's kind of like the schedule thing. How many people wrote it, but are you actually following it? So ask yourself that question. Do you have the goals? And if you do, are you in relentless pursuit? Point number two, or question number two, Here's a big one. You have a media-free morning and a media-free life as much as possible. You know that your reality is what you create versus reacting to what you hear on the news or what someone says to you. You are the master of your trajectory. Why do people focus on the news? Because it reinforces their negativity and their scarcity mindset. So those with an abundance mindset are actually in their own control because they're filtering what goes in and out between their ears. You have a media-free morning, media-free life. Okay, here's a big one. Question, you are coachable. You are non-resistive to criticism, direction, and education. You don't act like you already know everything, even though you do have killer knowledge and experience in many cases. You're still coachable. You're not resisting. Question number four, you are joyful, giving, and grateful. You're a pleasure to know and to do business with. And if you're not sure, interview the people you've got in contract right now, your friends, your neighbors, your colleagues. Would they say that you're joyful, giving, and grateful and that you are actually a pleasure to know and do business with? I think many of our listeners, the answer is yes. If the answer isn't yes, what's causing that? What do you have to do to turn that ship around? Question number five, you change and are flexible with your market. You don't say things like, I hate buyers, or I don't even show short sales, or other income-defeating limitations. And sometimes, Tim, this is subconscious. You know, there's agents that only will take a buyer and show them things that they're really familiar with, like, you know, not showing them new construction because they don't actually know that it exists. So you've got to be able to change and be flexible with your market and be open to lots of different circumstances. That kind of gets back to our flexibility conversation on some level with the DISC stuff. But if you're abundance-minded, you actually do change. You're flexible, and you don't say defeating and income-defeating types of you know, crazy thoughts, right? So check yourself on that. Question number six, or statement number six, failure is not an option for you. It's not even a consideration. Now, what's the opposite? What's the scarcity of that? Agents that are like, you'll hear them say this, Tim. I know you've, you've heard this on calls before and read it in emails. I'm trying it out. I'm going to see how real estate goes. Well, already isn't there a subconscious embedded defeat in the trying it out versus deciding that it's going to work because you're going to make it work? Failure is not an option for you. If you believe in abundance, you're not always one foot in the door and one foot out the door. Does that make sense, Tim? I mean, I know you've heard that stuff too. Well, it's an excuse to fail, basically. It's so that essentially it's your ego trying to protect itself. If you say, for example, you're going to try something and it doesn't work out, in the back of your mind, if you're being honest with yourself, you basically, your ego can say, well, you know, it wasn't your fault that it didn't work out because you really didn't give it your best effort. Oh, Coach Tim just said something, didn't he? 
I want you guys to think about that. So when you go, when you don't focus, follow one course until successful, and you don't double down and, and actually, you know, uh, do everything it takes to get your plane off the runway. You guys know what I'm talking about, long-time listeners. If you don't do that, then you're always going to basically make excuses for really, let's just bottom line, having a really mediocre, boring, if not a crappy life. Because you're never going to have left it all in the field. You're always going to have a built-in excuse. You're always going to have something external to blame. The leads weren't right. The you know the market wasn't right. The economy wasn't right. I didn't have the advantage. That's the reason it failed. The PLP wasn't good enough. The colors of the whatever, all it. the bullshit. You got. Oh, it makes me crazy. Right. So anytime you basically tell yourself any of those things, and listen to all the people that say things like that, well, you know, I'm going to go try to lose some weight. Oh, good. So, yeah, I'm trying that new, okay, trying that new diet, trying that new gym. That will 100% of the time be a failure. You just watch it. Think about it in your own, own behavior. Look in your own family. Look how people basically will start something, but what they do is they only start, they only put one foot in. They don't put two feet in. That's the I trying mindset. The I'm trying mindset essentially is your ego's hall pass to fail because then inside when it doesn't work out, I'll say this again so you guys are really clear. When it doesn't work out, you can always say to yourself, well, I never really, I didn't really try that hard. You know, <sighs> fuck it. I didn't, really go, I didn't really go after it that much. It just didn't work out. Guys, get it? That's so what everyone does. So many examples of this, Tim. You know, agents that say, well, I tried expireds, and then the coach calls That's them right. out on that. Well, how many? Well, I mean, I how many did you use the script? Could, <laughs> what time of day did you call? Oh, yeah. We did. Like just, you are not you know, you actually just, <laughs> You're right. not authorized you guys, to critique if it works. But go ahead, I get but it. But that's what you. That's what stuff. you guys do. Mm-hmm. That's what you guys do. You'll say you tried something, and then we start drilling down with you. And it's funny, Julie's right. You know, if we're in front of an audience and someone says, "Well, I tried," you know, let's stay with expired since Julie said that, right? There are expireds in every single market and every single price range, and hunting expireds will always be one of the first spokes that we want you to add to your lead generation wheel because no matter what, no matter where, there will always be the opportunity to list expireds. Expireds are one of the single best sources for listings. They're sellers that have already basically acknowledged the fact that they have have a house to sell. The market's already rejected them, so you know what the price isn't. They've already you know, said that they'll hire a realtor, thus they've expired with a realtor. You already know they'll pay a commission. I mean, come on, guys. Those of you who are paying millions of dollars for all your Not leads, good. expires are free. They're in your MLS. So look, you guys will start calling expires, or you'll say you're starting to call expires, and you'll raise your hand in the audience. You'll say, I tried that expired thing, and it didn't work. Some of you are thinking that right now. And here are the questions. And we wouldn't care if we were embarrassing you because being a little embarrassed sometimes is good for you. But here are the questions we'll ask. How many actual, when did you do this? Well, I did it last week. And how many contacts did you make? Uh, well, I made 177 contacts. Well, what's a contact in your mind? Well, I dialed 177 people. Oh, dialed isn't a contact. How many people did you actually talk to? Three. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. How many of those were decision-making adults? One. So you're basically saying working expires didn't work because you spoke to one person. Well, what about this? What if you were to change the time of day you were to call? What if you were to basically change the source and where you get the expired information so you're getting better phone numbers? What if you were to basically use a script that essentially is really designed to work in you know this generation opposed to most of the scripts that are out there being used from the 1970s? What if you were to actually use a, a, you know, a pre-listing pack and go through it? Okay, oh boy. Then the, the, you start to see that the clouds start to clear, sometimes very temporarily, but the starts, clouds start to clear and then they're running out of excuses why it didn't work. And then you, I always ask this question, 
So now that you know that if you were to essentially call at a different time, use a different script, use better information to dial the phone and who to call, tell me now that all your excuses are gone for why it didn't work out, how do you feel? And they always do the same thing, scared. Because <laughs> now they have to basically do what they don't want to do, and they don't want to do it at the highest level. We've removed all the bullshit. We've removed all the excuses. You guys have got to listen to Julie's point on this because it's really valid. You know, the whole bouncing around. This time of year, we are plagued across the country with every real estate wannabe guru who's going to real estate offices trying to sell their latest bag of tricks. You've got to see it for what it is. And all they're doing is they're basically placating your desire to have the easy button rolled out in front of you so you don't actually have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. You guys getting it? Now, see, I'm going to go back to the word today as we round the bend. The word is motivation. How do you feel? Do you feel motivated? Did Julie and I do anything real overt to try to motivate you? We did, did we get you to stand on your chair and bounce around? Did we get you to basically look at your dream board? Did we do all these other things that have become an institutionalized way of getting people motivated? We didn't. We didn't do any of those things. We just told you the truth. We told you the truth for the last 24 minutes of what it actually takes to be motivated consistently every day. And that feeling you feel inside, that's real motivation. That's not ego-based motivation that's temporary. They'll just fly away like a fart in the wind. You're, you're feeling real motivation because you're for the, maybe for the first time in a long time, if not ever, you're starting to realize that you can do it. You actually can. It doesn't require some sort of mystical secret. You, it, this isn't, you know, people like to paint success and making money as some sort of spiritual sojourn. It's not. <laughs> it just isn't. Making money, especially in real estate, is like one of the easiest things ever. Uh, because it's a very repetitious boredom, one step after the other type process. It's not difficult for you guys to be successful at this. It really isn't. Look at all the people that are making millions of dollars in real estate. Are they really that much different than you? No, they're not. What are they doing that's different than you? Probably pretty much everything. But the biggest thing they're doing is they're not bouncing around. They're staying on one thing. They're becoming an expert at something. They don't feel entitled to the success just because. They know that their success comes as a direct proportion to the number of people they accomp- the, the, that they help the, to become successful. In other words, you, there's a direct, undeniable correlation between the what you have and the number of people that you've helped have helped accomplish their goals so if you've helped one seller it's no wonder why you're not that successful if you've helped thousands of sellers that's the reason that you're successful so if you want more out of life help more people that's really it that's the bottom line that's where all this kind of starts and stops all the the most purest truest information about success starts and stops that one thing being of service to other people and then when you really embrace that even if you only embrace it ever so slightly because i know many of you will only embrace it ever so slightly but when you just have that in your mind you can write it down put it on a card by your desk i'm here to be of service to you then you pick up that phone and you stay concentrating on those words and you read the scripts. You don't allow your ego to creep in. You don't get competitive with that, that seller. You don't uh, – I mean all the normal sort of brainwashing secret type stuff, you're not allowing that into your mindset. You're just focusing on being of service to that person. That's when your world shifts, guys. That's when everything starts to change. That's when actually things become a lot easier. Because if you accept and you internalize that your highest and truest purpose in this planet is to be of service to other people, and if you accept and you internalize that, that essentially it comes down to doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, if those two things become your North Star, then you'll, you will be going after education and, and you will be wanting to get better at your systems. You'll be wanting to get better at your presenting. You'll want to get better at your ejection handling. You'll want to never drive past another for sale by owner without knocking on the door. Everything changes. This is the experience I want you to have because this is ultimately 
And honestly, where real long-term uh, ever-increasing levels of motivation and success come from. So listen, guys, anytime we can ever be of any success to you, our long-term ever-increasing levels of success is directly tied to how good of a job we do motivating you, educating you, and getting you guys into action. The more of you guys we help at the highest level, the more that we enjoy on this planet. See, we're living by our own rules. How about that? <laughs> so if you guys see us for anything, email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.